Hello and welcome to the Rugby Show here on the 42.ie. Ireland have levelled the series with Australia uh, with a first victory over the Wallabies on Australian, Australian soil uh, since this day, actually 39 years ago. Joining me to discuss this morning's action or this evening's action to him, it is the man at work down under, Murray Kinsella. How are things, Murray? Do you enjoy yourself? Yeah, good, Gavin. Uh, another brilliant match, I thought. What a series we're getting. Like This is the ideal scenario. Go to Sydney next weekend um, with, a, with a decider, a final almost. Um, and yeah, certainly Ireland are were chirpier in the post post match press conference there now. Um, so yeah, lots to look forward to next weekend. But a much improved performance today. What were the key differences then? Um, obviously, we would have discussed earlier in the week the personnel changes. But just in Ireland's general approach, uh, where were they better? Do you reckon this time round than they were last weekend? Yeah, well, first and foremost, they managed to hang on to the ball a lot better. Their ball retention was really good. Simple errors like they had last weekend with just a couple of poor passes, guys not hitting the rock early enough. That kind of stuff was was definitely shored up. I thought they were very aggressive in how they cleared out bodies. I uh, just spoke to Rob Carney and he said he saw the greatest clear out of his career from Tyke Furlong. So I'm looking forward to having a, a look back through the game for that one. But I think it was symptomatic of a, a much improved breakdown performance. Also, Israel Folau didn't have as big an effect on this game at all as he did in the first test. They managed him a lot better, mm. uh, both through pressuring the kickers. Uh, you saw them actually getting kind of wide angles to close down those kickers. Uh, so they couldn't do as many of those um, cross-field kicks to flow. And they also shepherded him off the ball a lot more. You know, if you look back through the game, you'll see guys running across his running line as he goes for the ball and just not allowing him get up into the air earlier. Also, Keith Earls, who they switched over to that wing, um, got up in the air really well, really good technically, getting that front knee in front, jumping that arc on a uh, 45-degree angle onto the ball as well. So it was a better contest individually. Um, I, thought that, that, I thought that was really key. Flau didn't have one of those big moments that, that kind of changed the game. David Pocock was, a, was an effect on the breakdown still. He got a couple of turnovers, but Peter Manny was probably the most effective player there in terms of the number of penalties, three turnover penalties. A couple of them I thought were uh, definitely questionable in terms of elbows or hands there on the ground, but he was playing to, to the referee's standard, I guess, in that area, and he did that really well. On top of that as well, the scrum, you know, an early scrum penalty from Healy. Uh, and Niall Scanlon was really good, I thought, uh, around the pitch as well as at scrum time. Uh, and of course, Furlong, who was man in the match. That was a really dominant moment early in the game. And after they had messed up in that area um, and been disappointed and frustrated with themselves in that 68 minutes last week, uh, they got that right. So generally, across the board, everything was more accurate, everything was more aggressive, and it was more like the Ireland that we'd seen uh, in the Six Nations. 100%. Yeah, I suppose in spite of the fact that it was a well, what will hopefully transpire to be a famous victory and definitely one, one will look back upon fondly regardless of the outcome next weekend if you look at the first half in particular like Australia get into Irish territory twice and score twice it was like compared to the chances we were creating wherein you know we were spurning maybe eight or nine decent opportunities to have a proper chip off them did you feel like the execution of certain things was a little bit off today given how dominant actually Ireland were and how much they controlled possession and the game in general yeah, well, I mean, we know the Wallabies are going to be able to score tries out of nothing, even when they're not as at their best. You know, I, I don't think collectively that was a strong performance by any means as they were in the first test. 15 penalties conceded was, was massive, and a lot of silly, needless ones in there that allowed Ireland to keep that scoreboard ticking over. And the yellow card was very costly for Marika Corribetti. Uh, 13 points in that passage when or the 10 minutes uh, spell while he was off the pitch so that was very costly and um, the first try I thought that, that Aaron started the match a little bit like they'd been last week was a sloppy kickoff reception they put it into touch um, and then uh, you know a simple defensive error Levy kind of follows the ball and CJ Sander inside probably just turns off a little bit um, and gets caught out on that beautiful line by Beal like it was exceptional play 
I thought Foley did really well. He took the link pass from Coleman and he really went at the line, drew in Levy and, and, and leaves the ball up for Beal to, to finish superbly. So that was a worrying start. But thereafter, I thought Ireland um, managed the game quite well. And Johnny Sexton being back was huge. He, he changes, the, changes the nature of how they play. He challenges the line consistently. Brilliant tactically, even that early kick down the right-hand side, the low spiral kick, and that eventually leads to a penalty. Those little details make such a big difference. And I thought all those returning kind of frontline players did make a, a, a big impact. You know, Gary Ringrose had a couple of uh, sloppy moments, as, as Joe Schmidt alluded to after the game. But he also had some lovely creative play that passed for the Tyg Furlong break in particular. A lovely skip pass. And, and we've, we've, we've said before here that, that Ireland needed that creative touch maybe in midfield. Ringrose brought that and, and he tackled really superbly as well. But you saw, like, the Wallabies were never... Uh, truly out of it. When Ireland kicked that last penalty um, in the 65th minute, I think it was, uh, you kind of felt, oh, this game's over. But the Wallabies come back and I don't think Schmidt would be too happy with how the game ended. That, that uh, penalty and, and yellow card for, for Jack McGrath, uh, oh, sorry, the hands in the ruck mm. was uh, cynical really and, and needless when, you, when you're defending. It. That suddenly brings the Wallabies back into the game and, and, you know, last two minutes of the game, you're kind of clinging on um, and they did that quite well, albeit with Joey Carberry replacing Dev Toner. <laughs> a surprising change, but as Schmidt said, fortunately, they didn't have to, to throw him up in the line-out, um, and they clung on. But yeah, the Wallabies were never out of it, and by no means is this series over. No, by no means are Ireland going to go to Sydney and just blow them out of the water next weekend. I think they'll be very disappointed, Cheka's team, with, with a lot of elements of their performance, and will probably see a response next weekend. Yeah, so what were the uh, two head coaches like afterwards? Murray, um, obviously Joe Schmidt, Schmidt would be reasonably satisfied, I'm sure. Was there a little bit of disappointment on behalf of Cheka? I mean, both of them obviously would have predicted this series to be close anyway. It's one apiece going into the last one. You can't ask for much more, certainly from the neutrals' perspective, and we've seen some pretty good rugby from both sides as well. Yeah, I mean, Joe Schmidt was in flying form, very chirpy, really happy with some of the set-piece stuff they did. You know, they manufactured that beautiful line break for Keith Earls. Mm. And it was one of those clever little plays that he, he, he tends to come up with. They didn't finish that off. Earls gets tackled by, by Nick Phipps really well. Um, but eventually, Ty Furlong gets over to, to kind of seal all that pressure. Um, he was upbeat. I mean, even on the injury front, they, you know, Conway goes off early. Levy off at halftime and Healy also. Um, the injury update there was pretty positive. He said Conway uh, got a hip jointer, uh, hip pointer, sorry, um, and he should be okay to train by Tuesday. He said Keen Healy got a smack on the on the AC joint and he's also positive there. And Levy took a bang to the sternum, so uh, they're relatively positive. Those guys are going to come around and, and potentially be in, in the mix for next weekend. On the other side, the, the Australians have lost Will Genia. He broke his arm and he's going to go for surgery tomorrow. So that's a big blow for them. Uh, Phipps did okay when he came on, but I, I think Genny is, is in a different class and, and they'll miss him certainly next again. They, they were downbeat, but um, no, it's, 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 it's definitely all on the line um, and I think they will be better next weekend. I think they'll, they'll be frustrated with, with how things went tonight. Looking at, say, uh, I suppose, perspective changes to the team for next weekend, then obviously, like it's again, I suppose, a bit striking the balance between going down there and winning a series, which would be fantastic, and also, you know, blooding certain players. You mentioned Ty Burnham might come back in. Uh, can we expect many changes from this side, or how do you think Schmidt is going to play it? Yeah, I mean, it's a hard one to call. Does he continue with this element of experimentation within a strong team that we've seen so far? He indicated that would be the case afterwards. He said, we only have 10 test matches now until the, the World Cup. So what that experimentation is, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I thought Niall Scannell, uh, who had the biggest start of his career, I thought he did really well. 
his line out throwing was good. Scrum, we, we mentioned, and, and around the pitch, um, really strong contact. Through one loose offload, that'll be disappointed with, but a, a good shift from him. Um, they did lose the line out immediately when Rob Herring came on, uh, just a slight under throw. Pretty tough to come on and, and throw straight away. But Joe Schmidt was really happy with him too. So, so there's been development of that hooker position, which is really promising to see. As you mentioned, Tyburn comes on and, and a couple of lovely tackles. Chatting to him after the game, uh, he, he, you know, he mentioned that Bernard Foley nearly handed him off early on and he got a little bit worried there. That, that kind of got him into the game. But um, really positive to, to have him come through after a brilliant season, a couple of seasons rather, with, with the Scarlets as well. Um, and Jordan Armour continues to get lots of game time. Uh, that's a real positive. Obviously, losing Conway was a disappointment after his early try. I thought he did well getting in low and finishing that, that score. But Larmer on the flip side gets a lot of game. And gosh, he's just so exciting when he gets the ball at uh, a speed his feet move at. And I think uh, everyone, uh, no one really knows what's going to happen when he gets on the ball. Um, tends to be something pretty positive, though, in the end. So there has been that element of experimentation and, and development, definitely, of the squad. Uh, what it is next weekend, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Ross Byrne is the only player who hasn't featured, been involved at all. Um, so he'll obviously hope for, for a, a run-out. But realistically, you're going to Sydney trying to win a first Test Series in ni- 1979. Um, and that's a huge carrot. And after the game, they, all the players and Joe Joe Schmidt were, were talking about wanting to make a bit of history and, uh, and kind of break that long run of losing series here. So I think it'll be pretty much full strength or, or close to, maybe with one or two little um, surprise selections again. But it, it is going to be full on, I think. And in terms of like a tactical approach then, I suppose we would have spoken last week about what Ireland could have tweaked a little bit in order to be more successful as they were this morning. Going to next weekend, you're coming off a win. I suppose the tweaks are probably going to be a little bit more minor. Is there anything that they can, they'll feel they can improve upon? Obviously, again, going back to the possession, I mean, really they control the game and to win it by only you know a score, essentially, probably didn't do their performance justice. Is it just about being a little bit more clinical next weekend? Yeah, I think that is the major thing. It's, I suppose that's been an issue really for Ireland intermittently over the last couple of years. They tend to get those line breaks. Um, and while they may not be like as searing as the furlong was, one was all the time, there are chances there. I think they'll be disappointed with how they're finishing in behind. Um, and you actually saw the support play I thought was better. Like Ringrose for that uh, furlong one and also the, the Keith Earls break. He got into good support positions, but that pass just didn't go. Um, and, 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 you know, the opportunity was spurned. I think furlong was a little bit, you know, when a tight end prop gets into that much space, it can be pretty daunting. Um, and he did okay, and it looked great with the uh, floated pass attempt over, over the head. But um, he I think they'd be disappointed not to have finished. The universe would have imploded if that pass came off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would have. But after that, you know, a phase later, uh, Beale does well to shut down Sexton, and then Murray kicks the ball dead, um, which has been a bit of an issue on this tour. Some of the kicking hasn't, hasn't been great uh, once they're in behind. So those little tweaks will definitely bring them to to a, a far more complete performance. I think there's definitely still more to come from Ireland. I think defensively they'll look for, um, you know, chopping down the space for the, for the Wallabies in, in those turnover situations. And again, three tries conceded won't be too pleasing for Andy Farrell, as well as that getting mauled over your own try line for, for Simon Easterby, the forwards coach, is a big one. Um, so there's lots there to work on, just the way Schmidt likes it, but with a bit of confidence back in Ireland's step now uh, going into the decider. 100%. A couple of comments before we let you go. Um, Barry Clark just pointing out that we need more tries for our, our amount of possession, as you were just alluding to there. And Dara McFionan, or Mc, yeah, McFionan, I think. Apologies, Dara, if I've botched that. He just says Omani was awesome, and I don't think anybody really is going to disagree with that today. Uh, Murray, we'll let you go before you get locked in there in Melbourne. Enjoy the week, and we'll catch up with you again <laughs> on Thursday, I suppose. Thanks very much. Tom, man. Good luck.
And thanks a million for you guys at home watching as well. Hope you enjoyed the game this morning. We'll be back on Thursday to discuss the Ireland team ahead of that decisive third test. And uh, yeah, have a good week until then. Enjoy the World Cup and all that. Mind yourselves. Cheers.